Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Welcome to Catholic Stuff. This is why we should be a video sometimes. He tried to, he tried to like pretend like he was not starting the podcast, but I totally saw him. I didn't. I just... I didn't get the beginnings of your do-do-do-do-do. That's all I missed was the very beginning. As some of you might remember from my uh, first year of seminary evaluation, I sometimes make <laughs> high-pitched noises in my room uh, for up to 30 minutes. So, And now the uh, the formator who wrote that is now a housemate of ours. Exactly, yeah. So that's not that's not awkward. This is Catholic Stuff You Should Know. This is Father Nathan. Father Michael O'Loughlin. What's just, going on? I just love, I think, I think I was the one that did it, just brought it up. Like with him in the room. Oh yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, we're going oh, yeah, there. The, the thirty minutes of high pitched noises, exactly. Over, and he's like, I don't even know if you remembered, but I was like, the two are in the same room. They're now peers. And oh yeah, hilarious to me. It was really cool. <laughs> so, folks, we are drinking a uniquely Colorado concoction. It's called the Colorado Bulldog. Cheers, cheers. This is uh, F- Father Michael's first Colorado Bulldog. Yes, it is. And it brings me back. This is my first tonight. <laughs> um, shout out to Randy Jendel. Uh, he's my maintenance guy. He is the first person I'd ever heard drinking Colorado Bulldogs. And that was at a, our staff Christmas party about two years ago. And I liked it so much, I almost like went all Michael Scott on it <laughs> and uh, just got hammered at the office party um because these things are like it's like a it's like a root beer float yeah you're drinking a root beer float from uh it's uh one part kalua one part vodka one part cream uh you shake it up and uh and then you top it off with coca-cola and it's super tasty do you know why it's called a colorado bulldog i have no idea and it's on kalua's website so i mean really? that, that's the, called a colorado bulldog colorado website. bulldog wow must have been invented here Folks, we are still riding high uh, from our time at Seek. Oh, um, we have been hit pretty hard. Uh, I think Father John puked five times on the plane. On the plane. On the plane. Um, and uh, thanks be to God, there was a lovely stewardess who handed him a barf bag at just the right time. You're not supposed to say stewardess anymore. Steward person. <laughs> what are they? I think flight attendants. Oh, flight attendees. Flight attendants, yes. Flight attendas. The flight, males flight would be service. flight attendos. Um, no, flight attend bucks. They're flight attendos. <laughs> yeah, dad. Okay. Okay, folks. Anyway, so she, uh, she, the flight attendant handed him a barf bag at just the right time. And then um, uh, I got home, was home for a day, uh, and then uh, started to get sick. And uh, I've been fighting a cold and a sinus infection ever since. So all you close talkers as seek are probably horribly ill as well. Exactly. Or yeah. the close talker who was sick definitely got yeah. me sick. Oh. So if I sound like I'm going through puberty, it's <laughs> probably because I have a cold. Um, so um, we had a great time. Absolutely. It was, it was everything and more. It was, it was whole, it's a whole other world. It was um, what was it? I encountered something more. A whole new world. A whole new <laughs> world. Yep. Encounter something bullet. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to give a shout out to myself. 
who actually time in 10 years nine years no i've how long have we been doing this i don't know i actually don't give a shout out to myself too often you but you have done it before maybe to father nathan goble who actually convinced (laughs) father john neppel and father michael o'loughlin who did not need any convincing but father john did uh to come to seek and it was amazing we did miss father mike rapp yes that was it was the, the play roma was not full yeah you know we were still anticipating the full uh, number of the, the Gentiles to come in. A very obvious lack, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was really funny because people would see us and they'd be like, oh, it's so awesome. Where's Father Mike? <laughs> yeah. And we're like, Dad had to work. Yeah. And they're like, oh, maybe he'll come to my next conference. I'm like, yeah, maybe, son. Or maybe he'll be in therapy for the next five years. We just need to start a, a Google Calendar for him and just like text oh, yeah. him reminders. Mm. Of the things that we think you should be doing. <sighs> yep. Um, but Seek was great. Really, uh, really appreciate everything that Focus did mm-hmm. to allow Father Michael uh, O'Loughlin and I to live together, room together. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Father John was assigned an interesting roommate, uh, Father Zach from Wisconsin. Um, I do, I do not believe that he listens to the podcast. I never met the guy, but uh, super cool dude. He's actually um, uh, shipping my uh, Patagonia vest back because Father John forgot it. Um, and uh, but we had great accommodations. Mm-hmm. We found a super cool bar. Yep, right across the street from uh, the convention center. How many times do we go? Four times. Four oh yeah, times, at least. Times? Connors was it called? I think it was Connors. Connors, yeah. Yeah, so Connors and um their their waffles, uh, their chicken and waffles mm-hmm. was life-changing. The chicken and waffles and the bloody mary might have been one of my finest breakfasts wow. that I've had. And you know, and Father John knows that I'm very critical of breakfasts. Oh yeah. And uh that they had a bourbon bourbon flavored that's syrup. where that was. Yes, I did try that. Oh, it was amazing. Dip my finger in it after I coughed on it. Oh snap! No. Good point. <laughs> Just um, yeah, so we found a great place. Um, and then shout out to the uh, what was it? The where did we host the the after party or the before party? Oh, at the uh, the Marriott, the, the JW, the JW Marriott. The JW Marriott hosting the Catholic stuff fathers for the last six weeks. <laughs> so where did because uh, we had like a lot of heavy Catholic heavy hitters that were there that night too. I don't think they were all there for us. We had some heavy hitters. We, we can pretend they were. Leah stopped over. Sister Bethany. Wait, stopped Leah. Over. Uh, oh, I for I, Leah. Gosh, I know. Leah. Leah. I've heard of this girl? She says she listens. Barrel. No, no, <laughs> something like Barrel. Sounds like Barrow. Like, yeah. Barrow. Barrow. Caro. Something. Anyway, Her- I'll, I'll remember. <laughs> kind of Leah bad. Soldini. There we go. That's her. I, I actually just got a. Uh, I got a, I got a thing on Facebook that said, "You are now one of Leah Darrow's biggest fans, according to Facebook. Would you like your badge?" I'm like, "What the seriously? Heck? You get a badge now?" And I'm like, "I I haven't done much. I guess I like, I tagged her a few times when we were at Seek. And so you now get, I a, get a badge. You get a badge for being a stalker, being like top fan, exactly. 
You held her baby in a Bjorn. Congratulations. You are a top fan. By the way, we are going to try to... I, actually, well, this is going to be coming out long after. But we're going to try to post the... Uh, everybody who makes money off their podcasts are, are putting the videos. Because our, our live seek recording, which we are calling... I don't know what we're calling it. I forget. But anyway, whatever it was. Live seek recording was uh, was filmed by the wonderful Mel. and uh, Mel is amazing. Mel is amazing. and she I, even, hope, I hope that Mel listens. I really do. Like Mel is super cool, and she's uh, she's not Catholic. No, she's well, she's Protestant. That's all, that's all she said. She's Christian. Yes, and uh, she did a great job. She rolled with all the punches. Yes, she dealt with an an enormous amount of tomfoolery. Yes. in the fishbowl. Yes, and um, she actually made everything come off really well. I felt really bad because one time that will go unnamed, but a different. Uh, a different podcast rhymes with um, hatching clatching boxes. boxes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one, one, of, one of them said she looked like an X-Men haircut, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, she and, looks like Storm. And, but she, she does look like Storm. But it was funny because after she, she took all – she like never changed her expression the entire time. Like she was pure business right. during the entire recording. Because we found out later – I didn't know this. She's not only like doing our levels for the soundboard. Right. She was switching the cameras and so that you get the video. Right. And like making that – like doing it live in person. So, but, so she's doing all this work and then afterwards I said – Sorry if we were like kind of ragging because we 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 mentioned her like every time we were recording and she's like, and she just said I've heard worse. That <laughs> was like her response. Oh. I was like, oh no! Like I I I was I hope she knew it was like all done in in love or just like look you're you're the only chick in here, you know until until Leah walked into ours at least you know you, you're you're sitting there in the corner agreed. You, know, you, you, you so anyway so that I did tell her I said. Um, I want to get I want to give you a sticker like do you know the name of our podcast and she said it's like called. Catholic things or something, which is what she labeled the the, the thumb drive. Really, it's Catholic the, things or Catholic something? Things. I think it's a Catholic. Perfect. Things. And then the date. And I was like, she's not going to remember our podcast. But anyway. But Mel paid us a great compliment. Oh, did you hear about this? I don't think I did. Mel, do you mind if I share this? So, by the way, Mel, okay. Mel, Mel is just the girl who had to sit in the live recording right. uh, fishbowl with us, and then she did. She like took care of everything, set up all the mics, and then then you know kind of led us through the whole process. Yeah, I mean, she had to suffer through a lot of bo yeah. during hatching boxes. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Mel, she did recordings for you know like all of the podcasts who you know yeah. recorded at Seek. Yeah. And then when we got up there to record, yeah. and there was that many people out there, she was like, I didn't think that these things happened oh, yeah. in the Catholic world. Yeah. And I'm like, get ready. <laughs> like, we're, <laughs> we're, we're doing this. She threw out a couple, a couple like evangelical, like televangelist names that she knew were like huge names. And then she's like, I didn't know this happened among Catholics. Oh, but like, I mean, well, like, we're not. for them, like, they're probably way bigger than us. But, you know, for the Catholic geek world, we're, we're right up there. I'm just hoping, oh, yeah, she might have, I'm, I'm hoping she meant our podcast, but she might have met the entire conference as well, like, having that people there. But we were, to pat ourselves on the back, I do think we had the biggest crowd of any other podcast to see. So. Wow. I guess. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> we've said in like every interview that we don't care about numbers. We don't care about we don't care about we, numbers we as long but... as we're winning. <laughs> like I don't mind. I don't mind playing ticket to ride at all as long as I know I'm going to win. You know, uh, pride. We. I mean, we, it was amazing. It yeah. was amazing. It was. I walked through an entire group of people 
with Trevor Williams, and people recognize <laughs> me and not him. I know. Love you, Trev. <laughs> it was like, yeah, he listens to Trevon. Good man. Um, but the uh, it, it was really funny because you, you'd expect, I mean, you especially with your mullet, but like yeah. just walking through and 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 expecting to get people that just be like Father Michael. They, never met the person in my life. They just know for the podcast, Father Nathan. And having that for days, I'm like, this is how some people live their entire life. Right. And and I would be a horrible person. I am a horrible person because <laughs> I love it. I love people. I love people. And um, in that moment. I love the people that love you. If you love those who love you, <laughs> that's what the scripture what says. That too. Yeah. No, no, no. It so, says if you love those who that. love yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I just want I, I want to. There's a lot of people that we're going to shout out at the end. I, I want to give one quick, one quick one, real quick, to Nathan Hayes from Charlotte, North wow. Carolina. Nathan was the first one that I saw wearing a Catholic stuff T-shirt, nice. Nice. and I saw him on the escalator, and he was coming. He was coming up the escalator, and I and I turned around and I go, "Nice shirt, dude!" And he goes, oh, "What?" And then he like ran up and like bro hugged me, and I was like, "This is real." <laughs> this is real. We're in. Yep. Nathan Hayes. And then it was funny because at the end of the live podcast, I was I was like giving giving um, what do you mean qualifications to get a t shirt. And I turned around and as I'm looking out of the fishbowl, there's a woman. I'm sorry, I forget your name, but there was a woman who had been wearing the t shirt the day before. And as I turned around, like look at the crowd, I said. I said, anybody wearing a t- wearing one of our T-shirts right now gets one of the Seek T-shirts. And I just see her face just drop Aww. because she'd been wearing it the day before. Right. And so as soon as I saw her face drop, I remember I was like, you were wearing it yesterday. So I said, we're wearing it yesterday. And her face just beamed. Nice. I was like, that just made my day. Yep. So <laughs> right thank up. you to Focus for giving us the opportunity. You took a risk on yeah. a crazy group of dudes and uh, you gave us some free accommodations you offered us some box lunches. We did not take any of them. I didn't get a single one. I didn't get a single box that lunch. That is crazy. Yeah. Yep. Whoa. Uh, sorry. Hope you can't hear that. I'm getting alerts on my computer. Anyways, uh, so. What was your top moment? Well, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about um, just kind of takeaways from, from Focus, uh, from the SEEK conference. Yes. I think they announced it. Uh, the next, the next uh, student leadership summit is in Phoenix. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. It's in Phoenix. It's I close. I don't know where the next SEEK conference I is. I don't know if they... Well, I'm sure somebody does, but... Yeah. I mean, they announced SEEK 20. Or no, that's SLS. SLS. So SLS 20 is in Phoenix. Is in Phoenix. So okay. um, that is close by. Um, they're going to have uh, tracks for people who are in parishes and nice. lifelong mission. And so uh, it, there's definitely a chance... We might come back. That'd be cool. Just letting you know. Um, but um, yeah, just a huge shout out to all the people at Focus who made it happen. Um, so, anyways, but yeah, what we want to talk about today is just some takeaways from that. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we can do like top three things. Okay. Can you come up with three things? Oh, yeah. Can I do number three first? Yes. Number three <clears throat> Father John Nepple loves to party. Okay. <laughs> I don't like to party. Okay. Contrary to popular belief, I do need beauty rest. Right. And uh, I can't go that long. Because if I don't get food in me, uh, then booze in me just makes me angry. And like I, I can't. I just die. Yeah. I, just, I just collapse. Um, so Father John, Father John said to me, what if I got you food 
could we go out? Could we go out? You know, to a bar. This is like late at night. This was late at night. You were with your family. Okay. Rightfully so. Right. Grammy O passed away. All right. Yeah. And uh, you were with your family, so we had to party without you. And I was like, John, I don't, I don't want to party. I want to go to sleep. We've been awake for a long time, and you know, it's time to go to bed. And uh, and we didn't even get any dinner. Was this like the first night? First night. Okay. So we go to the hotel bar, okay. uh, Shula's at uh, the Westin, okay. and no, kicking everybody out. Oh. They're just like, no, we're not serving any food. Hmm. Get out. So then we're like, can we order something? And we're like, there are literally 20,000 people here. Yeah. Like, they're all going to be doing take that. a long time. Yeah. We walk down to Steak and Shake, which is like a block and a half yeah. away. The line is literally like Jeez. out the door. And uh, so we're desperate. I just said, John, let's just let's just go. Let's just go to bed. It'll be right. fine. John's ready to party. Right. And he says, Goble, <laughs> catching foxes, uh, catching foxes is having their pre-party, their meet and greet okay. at the number one dive bar in all of Indianapolis. Oh. And I was just like, okay, uh, how are we going to get there? And um, I'm using the Screen Time app now, yeah. So like it just shuts everything down. So I it's after nine fifteen. It's actually eleven fifteen at night. Wow. I'm like, no, it was like ten. It was about ten then. And uh, I I was like, I can't even get us an Uber. So we actually got another guy, another priest. I don't know his name. Uh, he probably listens to the podcast. I feel totally horrible. Anyways, uh, this dude calls us a uh, lift. Okay. And uh, we go, and on the way, I'm like, they have to have food, John. Right. Like, I don't think you understand. This is a package deal. <laughs> and he's like, they'll have food. I'm like, we should call ahead. So I look online, and they have a breaded pork tenderloin sandwich. And if you know anything about obese people, we love pork, <laughs> bread, and tender. I could have and told this story up to this point without even knowing this story. That's true, exactly. <laughs> so, but this is where this is where it gets crazy. So, I order a pork tenderloin sandwich, okay. and Father John's like, "What's a pork tenderloin sandwich?" I'm like, "Literally, John, I don't think you'll like it okay. because it's normally like a flattened piece of pork. Like they pound this piece of pork out from like about the size of your fist to like that big. It like you know, it ends up it ends yeah. up being like three inches beyond it's the like bun. Schnitzel. It's like schnitzel, okay. exactly. So I'm like, I don't think you'll like it. I'm like, why don't I order you some nachos? Okay. And he's like, All right, let's uh, give me some nachos. Right. So we get there. It's actually a super cool dive bar. It's called the Dugout. Okay. In Indianapolis, certainly go there. They have Yingling mm. on draft, which is amazing. I mean, we don't get Yingling I was here. Say, we can't get it here. This oh, is why we like it. So goodness. Much. And and I was I was hungry and thirsty and uh, sober. Okay. And within five minutes, within five minutes, we had not only met a podcast listener, okay. but then this lady sets down one of the most beautiful pork tenderloin sandwiches I've ever seen in my entire wow. life. This thing was honestly an inch, maybe an inch and a half thick. Oh. And if anybody knows anything about tenderloin sandwiches, they're normally pounded out to like paper thin. Right. And this was like a thick one. They put on a massive amount of tomatoes, mm. mayonnaise, onion, 
mustard. And I, I, I actually didn't even talk to this girl. It sounded like guttural moaning <laughs> coming from this basket in front of me. Just, <laughs> and I, I drank my Yingling and ate my pork tenderloin sandwich. And then eventually, I got around to meeting catching foxes. And Gomer looks nothing like I expected him to, and exactly what I like expected okay. him to. Luke's a cool dude. Luke's mad at me because I've actually met him a number of times. Yeah. And then I'm like, I literally don't know where I would have met this guy. And then Olo the other day showed me a <laughs> Facebook photo of him with his wife, Aaron, who I used to party with yeah. like all the time in seminary. <laughs> and uh, so I felt really bad because I'm like, oh, this is the guy we were super excited that Aaron finally met. The and was Aaron he's staying around with. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> so anyways, Catching Foxes, you're super cool. Thanks for letting nice. us crash your party. Nice. That was number three. Okay. Um, I th- okay. I'm I'm gonna get all get all spiritual, but I, I think I have number two and one easily in my mind. But I think mm. I think number three was, and this sounds actually anti anti spiritual, but I was was the amount of people that were so <coughs> that were so impressed with with how many priests were there. So like processing in like uh, processing out of mass. A hundred people had their phones out, and all they were doing was just filming the priests walking out of mass. And it's it, not that it was like impressive. I mean, there were what four hundred, five hundred priests there, or more, you know. And and we're we're all walking out of mass. We're in fours, and people were people were filming it, and the look on their face was like joy, right? But it was more of a joy of like seeing all these mostly young priests that you don't see in your real life. Nobody ever sees this. And you see this many priests. It just, I could see it was just a sense of hope in the future of the church and seeing so many young priests, but not only the future of the church, but it was hope in seeing the future of the church. Um, and they wanted to share it. That's how they were filming it. So it was like, they're, they're just full of joy. I mean, I saw, I saw a bunch of kids, college kids just like crying because there were so many priests. I mean, that, that's what I imagined was going on in their heads. But it was, it was just this hope for the future of the church, this, this kind of um, seek makes Catholicism look cool, which is awesome for temporarily. You know, we need to go back to the real yeah. world, of course. But it was cool. And then to see that many young clergy who wanted to be there and wanted to be there for them, I think it was just an immense sense of hope. And, I, and both masses I was able to go to and press out of, just watching watching those faces of the people and my because I think what started was my sister so my mom and my sister got there the, the beforehand so they went to the mass they went to mass the first day when we were still on the plane and um, my my sister told me that my mom sorry my mom listens so um, sorry tr- mom Teresa squealed on you but um, uh, mom Teresa Busted. said that she, she that I think it was whatever they, they got to mass and before mass even started my mom already started crying which again isn't saying much my mom was very sensitive beautifully beautifully sensitive and she started she started Started crying there, and I, I I forget what it was. I think Teresa at first thought it was for something like you know just being with the family or something like that, and then she realized. And then she asked my mom. My mom said, "It's just I've I've never seen this many um, solid young Catholics in one place." I mean, the Indianapolis Convention Center is is like a quarter mile long, and and for mass. And the place is packed with seventeen thousand college kids, and then yeah. those the rest of us that were there. It, it, it was a it was a whole nother world of of what Catholicism looks like, and just the I mean the solid nature of what Focus does. So I think it was just seeing seeing people in awe and thankful and wanting to share it with the world. Just seeing especially the the role of priests and seeing so many good priests in one place, and and the. The, the impression and the, the, the emotions that, that that gave them. 
That was probably number yeah. three. Yeah. I'm going to have to jump to my number one. Oh, okay. Because literally, like, my number one is that exact thing, mm. except in reverse. Oh. I was looking at myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shout out to me again. <laughs> no, my number one was um, we went to mass. We went to mass on the the first day. Okay. And I mean on the our first day. our first day yeah. Friday, and um, when I went to Focus Conference in two thousand and two thousand and four, it was two thousand four. It was in Denver at the whatever Adams Mark. And it was, I think, a thousand people. Wow. And I said to myself, this is the most, these are the most Catholics I've ever seen together, like solid from all over the place. And I was just blown away. And all of a sudden, I'm walking into Mass as a priest. This is 14, 15 years later. 15 years later. Wow, I didn't even think about that. 15 years later, I'm walking into a conference where there are 16,000 people. I mean, I don't know how many there were. 16,000 people. And it, the procession takes forever. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was actually kind of like there was moments where I was getting anxious because <laughs> I was like, we're not even there yet. And we're, we're, we're four deep. I mean, four, four priests standing next to each other. Yeah. It's not even like one at a time or two at a time. It's yeah. four at a time, and it's still taking forever. So we... We say mass, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's it's a nice experience, whatever. And then, oh, I know what number two is now. Nice. Um, so uh, number one, uh, we finish mass, and then we turn around. Mm. And the image of seeing that many yeah. people, like having already received Jesus, yeah. like totally fed, totally on fire, the word that came to me was, look at the fields white with harvest. Hmm. And all I could do, all I could do was look at every single person and rejoice in them. Yeah. Like I was looking at people's faces and just giving thanks to God that they were hmm. there. Like not just like there at the conference, but like you are, you're existing. Yeah. And one day we will process by each other, mm-hmm. like in heaven and we rejoice in one another's faces. And when I got back after um, when I got back after mass, um, I ran into Curtis Martin. He was there, and I just walked right up to Curtis. Now, backstory: I once ran into Curtis Martin at an adoration chapel in the Focus Conference in 2005, okay. and I said to myself, "Curtis Martin is a badass." I just said that. This I'm is sorry. The founder of Focus. By founder way. of Focus. Yeah. The guy's amazing. Yeah. Like, there are very few people that can mobilize Catholics, Christians, men, women, yeah. etc., in in the way that he can. Mm. If his voice was tuned to a dog whistle, he would actually get dogs to follow him. <laughs> um, and uh, he, I saw him in an adoration chapel getting ready for his final talk mm. at Focus. Um, it was called Focus 2005 uh, Once for All. Mm. Uh, Jesus offered himself once for all. And I walked up to Curtis Martin in the Adoration Chapel, and I said to him, Curtis, cut the marrow from the bone. And I felt like it was a prophetic word. Because yeah. I was saying to him, 
The Word of God is living and effective, able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart, even able to to cut marrow from bone. He didn't really understand what I was saying because I was a goofy looking college kid that just walked up to him and was just like, Curtis cut the marrow from the bone. And he was just like, whatever. But I walked up to Curtis Martin, who I've had a relationship now with for uh, 14 years. And he is a great man. Curtis, I know you don't listen to our podcast, but some of your people do. And I want you to know you are a Catholic badass. And I freaking love you. Curtis Martin, I walked right up to him and Michael Ann, and they were so happy. Mm. Like, they're celebrities. And they were happy to see me. And I said, Curtis, look at the fields white with harvest. Mm. Like, I mean, this is is because you've been faithful to Jesus. And because this man has given his life totally over to God, he's produced incredible fruit. Mm -hmm. And I was so proud to be in that moment with him as a priest doing my little part knowing that I'm like a micro millimeter of focuses, concerns in seek. And I'm like, I hope you understand I'm doing my part to get people here. And we're grateful that we're able to be part of this. Yeah. And Curtis was kind of like giving me the same look like he gave me 14 years ago. Like, thanks dude. Get out of my way. It it is amazing because even, even personally, like focus, I mean, supports two of my siblings. I mean, it's, it's, I I have two of my siblings are missionaries and then both their spouses, you know, uh, Teresa and Colin Gibbons and and Joseph and Seska O'Loughlin. And then, you know, obviously they would say that they have mission partners, you know, that they actually have to fundraise their own salary, but it's like, it's because of focus and because they've done what they can do. Yeah. Well, my number two. Number two is uh, is you you added to it actually. So my number two is just being around um, being around my godson, little Victory. But yeah, but his I got to hold him like every day, and I I, I hadn't seen him since his baptism, and he's what seven months old now, and um, it was just a really cool thing to be able to be in such a Catholic family atmosphere like that, and just like yeah. you know have a kid, a big able to carry a baby around, but. Um, but the uh, just but, so you know, that's Leah Darrow's yeah. son. Yeah, so that's where this Leah and Ricky's son. Yeah, Leah and Ricky's son. So when I when we got there, Leah had asked me to give her a blessing before her keynote. So she was the very first keynote. Well, oh, we were obviously four hours delayed. We didn't get there in time. So, um, but everything was pushed back. So when I landed, I got actually got up to our hotel room, and then I texted Ricky and said, you know. Um, hey, I'm guessing Leah's done. I'd love to see you guys. And he just said, she's about to go on in five minutes. And so I booked it out of there. You were there in the room. I booked it out of there, went running down there. Anyway, I, I got down there and Ricky texted me and I said, how am I going to get, I don't even, I haven't even registered yet. I don't even have a badge yet. How am I going to get into the, the back of the stage to see you guys? And Ricky's just like, just say you're with the Catholic stuff you should know. And I'm like, whatever, dude, that doesn't work here. And so I, I went running down there. And as I'm sprinting, I don't even know where the conference center is. I've never even been there before. And as I'm running down there, there's this guy on like a on like one of those little motor scooter things that go on right. your knees, whatever those are. And he seems he goes, Father Michael from the podcast. I said, uh, yes. And I said, can you get me backstage? And he goes, yeah. And so he rode me back there. But we like we went into the back of the this quarter mile long group of, of, of kids that are in this thing. And as I get back there, I see the sea white with, the, you know, this, this field white with harvest that you were seeing. 17,000 kids right. is the number I heard all gathered in there. And what are they all looking at? My friend Leodero. 
and she was up there, and this little speck up at wow. the front, but I saw her on the screens. Now, as I might have said to her, like, she goes all out for these things. So she's wearing makeup, has her hair did perfectly. She's dressed in things that she bought specifically for Seek. I'm not used you to go her girl. like that. Yeah, you it, go it, girl. It, it was awesome, but I'm not, I'm used to literally seeing her with her hair in a ponytail, no makeup on, just like being around the house, like when I go on vacation with them and things like that. Barefoot. Right. <laughs> Pregnant. Nice job, Ricky. Yeah. Love you, man. <laughs> and so, like, it was, but seeing her just completely decked out and, like, yeah. the, the Leah Darrow that everybody else knows up there. Yeah. And my, my, I was so proud of her at that moment. Wow. It was like, there's my friend, and she is, she is speaking from the heart. And then, and then what had happened was that she told, she told a really hard story that she had told me when we were on pilgrimage last year in Spain. She said, I've never told this story to a group of people before, but I'm going to tell it. Um, I'm going to tell it at, uh, at this pilgrimage. And I had never heard it before either. And she told the story of right before her conversion, which everybody knows the conversion story, but there was, there was massive suicidal tendencies that she was going through right before she, before our Lord pulled her out of that. And part of, part of her conversion, reversion to the faith involved thoughts of suicide. And I, and I, had, and I, when I heard her say it in the pilgrimage, I thought it was amazing. And now she's saying it before 17,000 people. And I, I, I went backstage and my little godson was there and like, my, my, I felt so good. I walk up to his uh, Lizzie, his her sister's holding baby, and like Victory, not knowing who I am, like reaches out to me when I walk up next to him, wow. and I pick him up, and then I get to like sit there holding him. This kid has reached out for me after I haven't seen him since he was an infant, and I'm looking up at her on the screen, seeing all these faces out from me on the stage. I just thought I was so incredibly just, I mean, proud of her as obviously someone I loved and someone that was doing so well. And, and I didn't realize she does this every time. Like she's, she's, she does every seek. She always does the keynote. There's all these girls. I mean, and that, 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 and guys too, but mostly girls that, that, you know, get in line for her for hours. That, that was just a side of her I'd never seen before. Um, but it was really, really beautiful. But actually that night when you guys went out, I was with my family. Then I just hung out with Ricky and the kids. And then at 1245, she wasn't back in the room yet. And I said to Ricky, I was like, dude, you're putting the kids down. I'm going to go, I'm going to go get Leah. So I walked down there 1245. She was still aligned and she was still seeing people in heels, in heels, in, in, in what, what do they call the tall ones? The, um, the really stilettos. Tall, stilettos. She's in stilettos standing there for what? Four hours, five hours in stilettos greeting every single person that came up, giving them all a hug. And it was perfect timing. Cause when I got there, she was like the last two were in line. And I, I, and Ricky had given me actually his, his her sister Lizzie had given me her slippers because <laughs> she knew she was a stiletto. So I'm, I'm holding her slippers, like waiting for her to be done. And she looks over and she's like, I love you. And she's not looking at me. She's looking at the slippers, but so she put those on and we, we made it back. I love, it was, you. I love you slippers. I need those. Um, but it was that it was really, so then I got to just hold victory and be around them for the next like two days. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was beautiful. Wow. But to see someone, she's crying right like now, that. by the way, yeah. like literally right somewhere. If you're listening to this podcast, Leah Darrow's crying right now. She, she doesn't listen to every episode, but I'll hopefully so, some will women when they know you talked about him. Listen, <laughs> FYI. We love you, Leah. Leah, you didn't make the top three, but um, <laughs> getting um, doing my uh, 60 Minutes with Barbara Walters with you on your podcast <laughs> was um, a pretty interesting experience, and we I had a great time. I saw a side of Father Nathan Gold, but I've never seen before. I've oh never seen gosh. you squirm that much oh and yet gosh. give up so much. Father Nathan was, uh, Leah had him on the podcast, and actually that was- On a, the ropes is what uh, she yeah, had yeah. <laughs> I looked over at Ricky. I'm like, dude, what is the deal? 
So listen to Do Something Beautiful, uh, Leodero's podcast, with, with uh, the sequel with Father Nathan Goble. But it was interesting because that was also a moment of a complete collision of worlds because I have a lot of groups of friends that I would will never introduce to each other, ever, because they would just not get along. And and not 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 group of like individuals that I just I I I like hanging out with them but they're kind of really right. troubled people but like with it was great obviously being a companion being on the podcast loving you guys so much and then loving her so much and her family and then having the two of you those two worlds collide was was a beautiful beautiful thing. She's she's a remarkable woman. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, yeah, she's a little bit more than you realize if you know what I mean. <laughs> Anywho, all right, all right. I can do my one first so you can go last. You can get the final word. Do you want it or? Sure. Okay. So so my number one, I mentioned this to you right before Father Nathan, but um, my number one was I, so we were out to, uh, we were out to dinner with a name drop, Trevor Williams. Hashtag. Starting, starting picture of the Buckaroo. Of the Pirates. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he, he, uh, he's a big fan of our podcast. We also were out to, humbling. we also were out to. Dinner with Mike Goble. Mike Goble, <laughs> my brother. Which honestly, like, I love my brother. Like the fact that my brother was there, like, I haven't been that excited for a family member to share in something, yeah. probably since my dad came to my Scholastic Bowl meets. Like, wow. I mean, when they come to your mass, it's just like, look, this is just what I do. Yeah. And like your ordination, your first mass is pretty amazing, and they kind of have to be there. But like, my brother went out of his way, took off work. Just so he could come and watch me freaking kill it. Like, he knew you're going to watch the middle child just dominate. And he didn't complain in the least. He was so supportive. And I was so proud. I was so proud to be there with him. But yeah, Trevor Williams. It was great. So so we were out Trevor Williams is a dude. He is a mensch. He's a lot of fun. He is a lot of fun. And and it's it's very impressive because I think he's, he, he lives in a world where there is not much support in the faith. Um, and yet he lives it very, very strongly mm-hmm. and very vividly and um, is a, an immense witness. I mean, it, just a couple of things he was saying this time and the first time I met him, too, were, were about, you know, kind of really towing the line of seeing a lot of cultural Catholicism in that world, but not a lot of real orthodox, yeah. deep Catholicism. And he carries that. And I, I don't even, I mean, I, I haven't even talked about like where he got it from, but he carries it very, very well. And he witnesses it very, very well. So we had a great dinner with him. And then, then both he and I had never been to Sikh before. So this is both of our first Sikh. So um, both of us really wanted to see kind of what we had heard about the last night, the adoration and confessions. And I, of course, wanted to hear confessions um, as a priest. But um, so I kind of, I, I like hustled our group along. And, and so when I got in there, said goodbye to him and then, and then ran in because I wanted to catch, I wanted to catch the beginning of adoration because I knew, I knew Seek would do it well. Um, and so I got in there and I, I kind of snuck in the side and then I knelt down because um, I, it was like um, Jason Everett was finishing his talk. And then pretty much, then somebody came up and said, you know, please prepare yourselves like our Lord's coming in the Holy Eucharist. And, and it was just a very powerful moment. But as soon as that happened, like I closed my eyes and I just heard this like rumbling. Boom. And I, I, I kind of open them and there's just this massive amount of kids leaving the room. And, and I, at, at first it, it struck me, I was like that I know, I know they're here for the right reasons. I know they're here for the Eucharist. So they're not leaving because they're just getting out of there after the talk. And then I realized as I walked in, they had this, what, like four mile long line of, of, of little cones uh, for confessions. And I realized like all these kids, these are probably kids that have done seek before. They knew that there was gonna be a long line, but they knew there was confession. And it was just this, 
you know, this Lion King-esque, what are the the animals that were coming down oh, yeah. into the valley. Right. The And it was just like this massive amount of kids that, that, that were leaving to go to confession. I have never seen such a swarm of, you know, at that point it was literally th- thousand oh, yeah. kids. It was like a zombie herd. Yeah. Literally, they just kept coming over yeah. and over and over. And I was like, we're going to die. Yeah. Like, I was watching the number of people going to confession. Wildebeests. That's what it was. The wildebeests. Right? But it was like, that's, I mean, you, you heard the trampling of feet leaving this convention center to go to confession. It was like, I was like, this is, this is not real life. we arrived on the planet. <laughs> exactly. So this is, so, but this is not real life. When, when right. are you ever right. almost trampled by college kids going to confession? Like that, that was, I started tearing up with, with number three when I was walking, walking out and seeing people so amazed by how many clergy there were. But I really started tearing up at this because I thought this is, this is the stuff that, I mean, it was, it was, it was heaven on earth. It was like, it was like, just like they, you know, Vladimir's envoy said when he experienced the Byzantine liturgy, like we didn't know if we were in heaven or on earth. Like I thought this is not real. This is not the unjust world of suffering and, and tolerating craziness that I encounter on a daily basis. This is, this is a world of, of just overwhelming right. consolation and beauty and, and kids hustling to confession. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And then, and then I, I stayed there for the beginning of an oration, which Seek does amazingly well. The lighting is incredible, um, the way they do it, and to kind of just highlight our Lord. Um, and then I got up and went and heard confessions for the next few hours, and it was yeah, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah, there were some good ones at at Seek. Oh, confessions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, who's the kid that like just walks up and is like, oh, you're going to that guy, and then all of a sudden it's just like, this priest has a mullet, <laughs> and I'm like, what's up, dude? <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot of fun. I was I was glad that my 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 brother Mike Goble hashtag uh, uh, he uh, he stuck around and I, I told him I was like, dude, I think I need to hear confessions because I said, imagine you have a power that nobody else has, and there's going to be thousands of people, and you're the only one that can actually do it. Like you feel kind of like a sniper. It's just like, nobody else can do this. We needed a couple more snipers and you just own. Yeah. And we got through the line. It was great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I got up there. I got through. We heard from eight to about 1130 before you did even. So you probably just had a really long one at the end or something like that. You know, honestly, there was a big lull. Okay. There was a big lull and I don't know how they can, uh, you know, get around that. But like, Like there was probably like a twenty minute gap, oh, wow. twenty to thirty minute gap, and then all of a sudden it was literally like we won, and then oh, I see. like they just when adoration came. ended or something right. like that. Yeah, okay. So um, yeah, so number number two for me, um, <laughs> sorry, uh, we we went to uh, mass the second day, and uh, they had. Announced that the heart of oh, yes. Saint John Vianney was going to be present at Mass. Yeah, and um, and I've been to ours, and I don't know exactly how they got the heart out of his body. It's a big statue, yeah. But I don't, you know, it's kind of yeah. awkward. <laughs> Anywho, um, so uh, so w- w- you know, you have Mass, 
in front of the heart of St. John Vianney, and you're just thinking to yourself, wow, I'm a priest. Yeah. Like, this is the be- one of the best priests yeah. ever. Um, patron saint of parish priests. Patron saint yeah. of parish priests, yeah. which is kind of an edgy, you know, thing. It's a, right. you know, podcast for a different time. But, I mean, he was named by Pope Benedict in the year of the priesthood, the patron saints of all, all priests. Mm. So, um, so he's there, and his heart's there. And I'm feeling like this is a pretty big moment. Mm. So I said to myself at the beginning of Mass, if I can receive communion in front of the heart of St. John Vianney, I'd really appreciate it. Jesus, thanks. Bye. <laughs> and then I went on with my Mass. Right. And uh, time comes for communion. And you know how it is. Like, you just get in the line, and you just walk the line, and then when the next person gets up, yeah. like, you go. Right. And I'm not even thinking about it. I made this petition, and I'm not even thinking about it, yeah. because I said it before, and I didn't even recall it. Right. And I get up there. And uh, they just had these stations lined up of the Blessed Sacrament, oh, yeah. which I had celebrated in. And uh, I received the precious body. And then I go to receive the precious blood. And as I'm lifting the chalice up to my mouth, mm. like, you know, you kind of look up yeah. as, you, as you receive a cup. Yeah. I look up and I'm receiving literally in front of St. John Vianney's heart. Uh. Like, I'm looking at St. John Vianney's heart mm-hmm. while I'm receiving the Eucharist. Yeah. And I just said, Jesus, thanks for listening. Mm. He listens to the podcast. <laughs> and I was just like, that's awesome. And I was so grateful because I, 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 it wasn't just for me. It was like, like I want to receive in front of the heart of uh, St. John Vianney for my family, for my friends, for yeah. my parish, for the ministries that I have. Like, And God heard that prayer. And it was just, it was like a childlike grace that, God actually knew that what I asked for was something that he wanted to give. Yeah. And I was just grateful. Yeah. So that was it. Yeah. Yep, that's uh that was pretty much it. I, I mean, w- short of meeting Leah Darrow, <laughs> Matt Frad, uh Catching Foxes, yeah. Luke Lyons, and Gomer Pylon. I don't know what his last name is. <laughs> Gomer the Gomer. Um, those are the highlights. Yeah. No. Yeah. And meeting a lot of great people. Yeah. A lot of great people that um, just love listening, and and we do it in part because you guys are so great. We had a lot of people that told us their names, and I'm gonna be. I would just apologize forever that I I don't remember names well. I loved I loved the people that we met. This this mom and mom and her daughter. I forget their name, but they walked up to me and they just handed me like four granola bars. And we're like, here's here's because you don't eat. Here's because you forget to eat. Wow. And I'm just like, I, I love, I mean, like, just trying to imagine that conversation between a mom and a daughter. They both love the podcast. And they're like, we're going we're gonna to meet the guys that we listen to every week. And, and they just went out and bought four granola bars. And Smart. Like, yeah. And it was just, it was this beautiful moment of, I mean, people say to me all the time, I feel like I know you and you have no idea who I am. And people say that all the time, but like just say to see that they were listening in that, because my sister-in-law, Stacy does that. Shout out, shout out to Stacey O'Loughlin. She, she will, she will listen to the podcast and buy me stuff based. Like she bought me black socks one time and she gives me, you know, food and things like that. And I'm, but I like, but I love her and I, I know her really well. And it's kind of this fun thing to know that she listens, but like to have people I don't even know. And I, again, mother, daughter, sorry, I don't remember you guys' names, but the fact that they just gave me those was such a simple gift, but 
like they just remembered that from God only knows how many podcasts ago. All the time. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was just it was awesome. It was it was awesome to see that. So um so all the people we forgot. Um by the way, the um the the girl who gave me I, I, I know your name because I saw it on Instagram. Um, the girl who gave us the temporary tattoos. No, we're going to give her a shout-out yeah, later. So Father Mike Rapp's going to give you a shout-out. I just want to make sure we, right. they know we didn't forget her. Um, I have her right here in my hand. Um, I'm going to give you Father Mike The Rapp. tattoos He's are amazing. Her. The tattoos are amazing. Hand-drawn temporary tattoos. Like, yeah. she nailed it. You did nail it. <laughs> so Anyway, so but you'll get a shout-out later on, more, uh, more involved. All right, as we said to Nathan Hayes from Charlotte, North Carolina, the first guy with the podcast shirt on that I saw at Seek, to Kevin Lennon who uh, is a member of the NCAA committee uh, who doesn't listen to the podcast, but uh, apparently knows now that I'm legit. So uh, Kevin Lennon, (laughs) he probably, you know, somebody who lives, uh, who listens to the Baileys from Monument, Colorado, who uh, came to the, um, to the podcast, to the seat conference, to Laura from Southbridge or Lauren from Lethbridge. It's either Laura from Southbridge or Lauren from Lethbridge. I don't know. Um, to Kenneth Anasete, who had his own entourage to come and meet us. He was like this this Filipino like you know posse who came up, and they were great. Like they were super cool, and he was like so excited. And um, I think he might be entering seminary. Uh, so God bless you, Kenneth. Uh, to Vincent McLean from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, I actually. Oh, yeah. This guy was a stud. Okay. He was one of the few guys that, like, came up and told us the backstory to how he listened. Oh. So if you know Vincent McLean, ask him the story of why uh, he listens to the podcast. Um, And then finally, to uh, Jim, Liz, Lily, Kate, Tessa, and Tommy, uh, the Ootses family. Oots and pants, oots and pants, oots and pants. To Jim, Liz, Lily, Kate, Tessa, and Tommy, uh, the Ootses gave us some great uh, food items. Uh, they were Trappist chocolates Ooh. and uh, spicy pretzels from a Trappist monastery, nice. as well as a bottle of booze nice. from Indiana called Spring Mill. Uh, so thank you to them for stopping by our uh uh, pre-party in the JW Marriott. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. Now that Seek's over, we can we could admit that two two of the three of us who were recording snuck whiskey in their in their coffee glasses. Oh, I drank it. <laughs> snuck snuck whiskey in, in their coffee mugs. Now I didn't because I was holding a child and I, I didn't want to oh. don't didn't want to do that. So I was I was actually drinking coffee, but. Um, but uh, but uh, did that come from somebody? Anyway, we we got a lot of whiskey. We, we got did. a lot of alcohol. People gave us a lot of whiskey, which is which I love that people did that. Um, but yeah, the, the, you you can't really do this. But anyway, a shout out. One, one thing, and by I, the fact that we drank <laughs> on our podcast, he means that we didn't drink in my podcast. Yes, just in case focus is it's listening. Opposite day. But then then we went on with Matt Frad for for uh, pints of the Aquinas, right? And, and he we, he asked, and they said yes. I'm like this when you communicate. It was beer, not whiskey, but still. I mean, wait, he asked. He asked. Oh man, they, they let him bring a beer in. So I don't think you got any because we ran out. But um, like, like we had. So so Matt just brought in this b- bottle of beer. We just 
cheers and and so listen to uh, yeah, I guess we should say that uh, the Catching Foxes podcast with us is already out Leah Darrow's I don't know when Cheers will be out um, and and Pines of the Quinas we're on that one too so we were on all kinds of podcasts it was fun um, but I what, I tried I, to get on Among the Lilies but <laughs> she actually told me you're creepy Lee <laughs> and th- and then she watched ours Cameron Fred actually watched she our did podcast. yeah I've seen pictures of her. Photo uh, evidence that Cameron Fad. What was the what was the name of the lady? Jennifer Fulweiler. Oh yeah. So Jennifer Fulweiler, I felt bad because Leah Darrow went over on her podcast, oh. and I apologized oh. to Jennifer Fulweiler, <laughs> okay. and I was like, I'm really sorry we went over and everything, and she's like, it's fine, like, okay, and I was like, uh, okay, I'm Father Nathan. She's like, yeah, okay. I was like, you don't listen to our podcast in school. <laughs> But it was funny. Um, so and uh, so, I also gave a shout out to Maria Espinosa. She gave us all this stuff from Canada. She gave us Canadian uh, oh, yeah. maple syrup. She gave us chocolate. I have that upstairs that we ate. We ate the chocolate, the loon the chocolate. Podcast. So yep. chocolate. So um, she gave us that, but I, I didn't finish the letter. So she wrote us this beautiful letter. I'll give it to you in a second, Father Nathan. Um, but she says two things. P.S. I am pro banter. Smiley face. Thank you, Maria. Nice. P.S.S. Please give a shout out to my fellow Canadian Catholics. Have you should know, listener and YM friend Eric Luscombe. Thank you very much. So shout out to Eric Luscombe from Maria Espinosa. She was great. She had a couple friends with her too when I met her. And then uh, somebody, and I apologize for not remembering who, wanted us to give a shout out to the weekly Udemon podcast. The weekly E-U-D-E-M-O-N with Eric Shesky. So, uh, Check that out. I looked it up. It is a real thing just before this happened, but I haven't listened to a single one yet. So, And then big shout out to the Socreligious people. Yep. Socreligious.com gave us each personalized gift bag with, with socks, Socreligious, uh, get it? Uh, sacrilegious, sacrilegious, and they make awesome socks with different saints. They gave us St. Michael the Archangel socks. They gave us John Paul II socks. Gave uh, me socks I can't mention yet because I sent them to someone I wanted to be a surprise. Um, but then they wrote us each. Uh, this is not they. Um, Jean Roland Kennedy. Is that what yours says? I'm not. I think it's Gene. Gene, sorry. Gene Roland Kennedy. Uh, so, um, so yeah, wrote us each individual cards, like, with stuff that they remember from our, like, yours said, also says something right. from one of your podcasts. It does, right? yeah. Yeah. And so, thank you, Socrilegious, and, and they were great to have us. And who was the, also, the Beard Balm one? They were, they were great, too. There was a... Barbatus. Barba, is that it? Well, that's the name of the company, oh, okay. Barbatus, Catholic anyway, so Beard they, Company. Yeah, so they were, uh, they were all about, um, loving on us, too, so... Folks, uh, long story short, if you weren't there, you missed out. If you want to go to, uh, what you would call it, uh, SLS Phoenix, some of us might be there. Seek 2021 is where we're probably aiming to get everybody. I totally want to go back now. And if you can, write focus and tell them we need to be on a freaking big stage (laughs) with Leah Darrow (laughs) and Matt Frad. And Gomer. (laughs) Catholic Stuff You Should Know at Catholic Stuff Podcast. Whatever, Luke. You can come to (laughs) gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Check us out. Twitter. Stitch. (laughs) Creepycrafts.com. Colorado Bulldogs. Signing out. Alexa, play Catholic Stuff You Should Know. Laters. Laters.